And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh Elohim, who brought you out the land of Mishraim, and all the house of slavery. Do not have any of the mighty ones against my face. Do not make for yourself the carved image or the likeness of that, which is in the heavens above, or which is the earth beneath, or which is in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, Yahweh Elohim, am a jealous self. Within the crookedness of the fathers, on the children, the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving commitment to thousands of those who love me but my commands. Do not bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to not, for Yahweh does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to not. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days you labor and try to all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh Elohim. Do not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor male servant, nor female servant, nor your cattle, nor a stranger who is within the gates. For in six days Yah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore Yah blessed the Sabbath day and set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so that days are prolonged upon the soil, which Yah Elohim has given you. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false wounds against your neighbor, do not cover neighbor's house, do not cover neighbor's wife, do not smell his hair, do his ox, do his donkey, whatever belongs to your neighbors. All right, hallelujah. We can feel it today. Water is just now. Is there a pothole over there? Oh, it's getting. I'm going to say, y'all better make some room for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's good. Mobile, y'all, we come to you as humble as we know how. And that's the name of our children. We need Come down and feed our hungry souls, our thirsty souls, to make a bride honorable and respectful and worthy of you. So here's our cup. Take it most high, fill it up. Let us run over with the word of truth. Let us be vessels of honor for your glory. Speak to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. At this name, we are sure we will glorify your name in the midst of the Gentiles on this earth. Hallelujah. Let me see. Everybody right? No, I had, had opportunity. I tell you, man, it's something you know, go to different places, meet different people, and find out. How far away people are from you. You know what I mean? They have a surface knowledge of him, but their heart is really far, far from you. I mean, I say far, I mean, way, way out far. Um, so it's come up in a way, like you said, past hours, you can go. Giving all to move on to you. Where are our children that have inherited? 
Attempt to try to have to fight. Let me see. All this past, all this weekend, this week yesterday, I mean, I can't tell you how many scriptures you heard within this day. You understand what he's doing, all right? So we were a tribe, and when we were a tribe, each tribe has its own geographical location. Does that make sense? And, and it means Israel had their own land now. Benjamin had it. Are you following? And so you're saying within your gates, and you know, y'all think about this. Let's say that, that we're all here, let's just say you're proud of you. Are you following? And then you can say, let's say, go somewhere. Are you following? Now, the way things were supposed to run, but they're not that way to get now, is that we're supposed to marry amongst us to keep inheritance here. You hear that ghost shit? Now ain't supposed to be coming and taking all our women. Look at them looking. Don't y'all start nothing with me. But we Israel. Yeah, I understand it. We scattered it. I'm just trying to show y'all the way it used to be. Are you following? So, I mean, what do y'all think we're doing? Look, we got, we have 101 acres here. We got like 135 up in gold. Um, there's about 85, 86 acres down there in Tennessee, Brother Brent. There's 90 something acres up there in Straight Lake, Kentucky. Oh, 100 somewhere. You, you get, y'all saw it, get all the pictures, right? There's 25 in Alabama. Um, how much you got, Brother Chris? 27 acres over there. That was 60 more down in East Tennessee, Brother. How much wilderness you got? About 30 acres. About 25, 30 acres over there. That's a lot of land. If everybody work on getting more than one or four, we could, guess what we could do? We could probably build more houses on those land. I mean, just right there in itself, the beer talking about buying 700 acres. No, for real. I mean, that in itself right there is, is, is over 1,100 acres. And y'all worried about, well, how are we going to get in there? I'm not going to be alive forever. Does that make sense? That means if I'm not going to be alive forever, that home is going to somebody. He could probably, his child probably get in him and his 20 wives. But in this building process, since we don't have nobody helping us, only Israel, you understand what I mean? We, we have to build these homes and then and nobody really truly has a permanent dwelling place. We have to move people around based on where the family is. Does that make sense? And so we continue to keep buying land, expanding our, our land, build more homes, then it's automatically 
That did y'all hear Goshen last night? Did you hear that line there? It was COVID said to his son Tobias. He said, I'm gone. Take care of your mama. Don't despise her. So you ain't gonna be kicking mama out of the home. So who ended up getting COVID in Harris? His son did, right? And then Delano, how many how many acres y'all got over there? Six acres over there? That's you know, six acres, six acres is six football fields. You know what you can do with six football fields? So first you got to have a hands that's willing to do something. You understand know what I mean? So while we in this building process, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I keep forgetting how much I'm down there in Georgia. We got homes all over the place down there. We got lands all over the place. And what I tell y'all is the hardest thing. Y'all remember? People, there are places that are being prepared for the people, but people are not prepared for the places. What I mean by that, or oh, if y'all knew what I knew, what's been going on this dead season, you'll see the reason why people are not prepared for the place. And there's obviously there are people that are prepared for the place, but we only got a few people that is going to obey the scriptures and says, buy you land. Build houses, plant yards, plant gardens, and eat the fruit of it. If you only got a few people that's building, how long is it going to take us to get this done then? I got people that ain't even in it. They still, to this day, don't even know how to, uh, don't even know what a 16-inch on center wall is. I kid you not. Men in Israel. Don't know how to nail a two by four together. Been in this ministry eight, nine, ten years. Never even built a shed. Not willing to even lay one concrete block. And I he was going right while I was getting ready here. And what did the most high say? The harvest is lentious. But the what? The what? The what? The laborers are? Oh, isn't that something? And then he says, well, since we know that the harvest is clean and the laborers are few, therefore pray that the most I will send forth laborers. See, we, what do you mean? We got all these people in, in all these geographical locations. What we need to pray for? But he's showing himself to be Right. It, it's not the harvest plenteous. There's, there's probably over six, seven hundred people that's not even going to be able to come to uh, Passover this year. Not because they don't want to come. It's just that we can only hold so much. You see what I mean? But what, what, with what we have, as far as man labor, we got enough labor to get it done. I mean, well, at least we have enough bodies. Because the harvest is, but the laborers are. See what I mean? So even after knowing all that, the Most High is still telling us to pray to send forth some people that's going to be willing to work. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? Remember years ago, I told everybody, you're wasting your time doing this college job. You know how many people. 
went out there and did his college stuff and all he got is debt for it. Where you gonna get your, wait, hardly anybody that goes to school today works in their fields. People go for business degrees and become truck drivers. And I'm telling you right now, you don't wrong driving trucks because you don't have to have nobody breathing down your neck. And you make a lot of money. Huh? You make a lot of money on them trucks and you can keep yourself soaked and immersed in the word while you're on that truck. But what's the problem though? We don't have laborers. Plenty of bodies. Very few laborers. Men today, as effeminate as they are, scared of work. No, for real. They are terrified of it. It's too cold outside. Then when it's too hot outside, it's too hot. Huh? So even in the midst of all this manhood that we have, we still have to pray to the Most High that he'll send forth laborers. Why do you think you warned us about being a slugger? Who's he talking to? Oh, he's talking to us. Oh, oh, I see. You can tell that Brother Daniel and them, they meticulously pay attention to everything that's coming out of the hood here. He said, you heard Pastor Dow many, many times say, don't take the labor out of everything. And the older you get, you actually should work, work that much more hard. Hmm? Because you get old, man, all of a sudden, I see what this body does. I'm going to tell you, see, the old people ain't going to tell you, you can just see it. I'm going to tell you what happens. See, what happens is, when you're young, man, you are, man, you, you like the bionic man. You don't feel nothing. You don't feel, you can just, you can get down and, and do it for hours. Y'all remember when you was a teenager? You could run forever. Well, most of y'all were running on Nintendo. Huh? Getting the high school Mario Brothers or something like that in the button. No, that's the truth. You look around today, just look around, and I don't care where you go. You see no children at the playground. You see, you see nobody during the baseball season. Nobody playing baseball. Nobody's doing intramural basketball, softball. No, no. Hey, when I was a child, summertime. Let me tell you the first thing we did. First thing we did in the morning is play basketball. And then when we got tired of playing basketball, we go play baseball. Then we got tired of playing baseball, we played tackle football. Every day was tackle football. Every day was tackle football. Rugby ain't had nothing on us. And we were going for broke too. And then we got bored of that. We were riding bikes and jump ramps and climb trees and Find second story apartment building windows and jump out of them. That's why they start closing all of them. We just jump out of them. Hmm? We just run through the woods, try to trap stuff, go fishing, 
Never had a dog, dog day at all. I had an Atari. That thing, it got played, but it didn't get played much at all because we were too busy being outside. And then I had a type of father and mother that said, come back in here again. You know, they call it ripping and running. They said, in that door, pound, door, pound, pound. And they said that, you never seen us again until it was dark. And then it was dark, you didn't even want to go in. You complain, you want to, you're in the house, but then dark, you complain. You're going to, you don't want to go in, but you should be in. And then in the midst of that playing football, basketball, baseball, it's bound to go get in an argument and fight. We'll fight, knuckle up, and then we get right back to playing again. This, this generation don't worry about that. They homebody. They, they a homebody. See? So now, I've been young, getting old, and I'm old and old and old and getting older. I envy old mother living back there. I go, look at her 86 years old. She'll, she'll, she'll get them walking sticks, put a vest on, and head straight for this hill. You see, y'all love doing that, though. Glorying in somebody else's. The only one should be clapping is anyone, anybody's even having any type of, of, how you say, honor to make an attempt to take care of themselves. We say, Mother Lydia, don't clap. Only, only if you're even doing maintenance on yourself, then you clap. Uh-oh, see, I just bust y'all bubble there. Just knocked all the air out of it, didn't it? So you get about 30-something years old, you go, especially if you act stupid like I've done all my life. I wouldn't advise y'all doing anything but stuff like that. Your body, when you're young, you don't, it doesn't show up all like that. But as you get older, all of a sudden, I got a younger son. She sees him walking right to go the back, huh? So she goes, she can't. She don't know anything about that. She just, but right now, I'm back in honor. Get up and I get up. I, I got to walk it out. And my routine of getting up out of bed is like this. <sighs> Oh, you wait here for a minute. Ah. 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 I said, I'll be all right in about 30 minutes. Am I exaggerating? You jump out of a hundred planes, out of airplanes, a hundred and five times and, and hit the ground. Pump with a hundred and ten, fifteen pound rucksack, twelve, fifteen, sixteen, twenty miles. You understand what I mean? Fell out of helicopters and act crazy and stuff and 
go get on crotch rockets and ride around the track like a maniac and then wreck at a buck oh five and I know one thing I learned wrecking at twenty nine is the same as wrecking at a hundred miles. It is. Sliding all over the place, tan up leather, tan up like you understand what I mean? And then you wonder why <clears throat> you got to feel about being like this. Playing tackle football, football, everything, doing everything you can to beat up your body. You feel this? This is crazy stuff like this. Look at you and tell you crazy. Trust God. Ain't you feeling pains in your body now? How are you, brother Scott? 39. You feeling pain? You, I know you feeling it. You feeling any pain today? You can't help me. 30, you can't be feeling no pain in your thirty. They just started. Oh. He said, yep, they just started. Never, it's never a time I take a step, my knee don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Never a time. Never a time. So I have to exercise in order to keep a lot of the pain off of me. I got to keep moving. Because when you get old, your body, it wants to it, you know, there, there's a, a pain threshold. So your body, if you feel the pain, your mind tells you, okay. But what you should be doing is pushing past it. Because you don't. I'm telling you, if you don't, man, pretty soon you'll be walking like a robot. <clears throat> I kid you not. It's coming. So you have to develop a stretching routine. You do. Now, whenever I'm out here working with these brothers, I say, I'll just pay for it when I get home. And I pay for it when I get home, too. They pay for it. Oh, my hand. That's the salt. Anybody know about that song? What I really need at the end of a work, I really, I hate it though. Well, I played sports and then we, in order to recover, the first thing you do is get this big old tub and put all this ice in there. That's the worst, man. That stuff hurts. It hurts bad. But it helps you recover. That's sports science right there. You don't even want to get in there. Huh? So as you get older, your body, uh, you have, you should do stuff like voluntarily, especially you live here and walk with During this winter, in summer, we, we go to the gym, we walk the hill. Hmm? I remember when Gideon first got here. Him and I would start walking the hill. Get around the track curve. I speed up a little bit, he speeds up. And I speed up more, he speeds up more. Then by the time we get to the top of the hill, we both done sped up and everything because, you know, he's a ranger. Compared to, we ain't gonna let each other out there. I know in hell you want to do And we ain't saying a word. We get to the top of the hill, man, our hearts about up here. 
<laughs> Silent competition. And you, you, you don't, you could be walking and not doing anything, not worry about nothing, and all of a sudden, phew, a pain will shoot through your foot. Uh, just out of nowhere, it's like somebody done hooked you up to some batteries or something, man, and tried to electrocute you. I kid you not. One time you get ready to take a step or something like that, your knee feel like it's getting ready to give out, your buckle, what the? It's getting old. So what you have to do is you have to keep pushing against all the time. Because he coming. But you need to slow him down a little bit. Because you don't slow him down, you're going to get bedridden quick. Or wheelchair. How many times y'all see some people in Walmart or, or something? Place, first thing you do is get on them go-karts. <laughs> the airport is the world's worst. These folks, they don't look like nothing wrong with them. And they're getting people to wheelchair them, they escort and getting carted. I'm like, I said, I need to be in that thing. But that's the way the world is going. So you have to fight against all that. Do you feel any pains in your body, Mother Lily? Oh, no, not you. 86 years old, there's no way you can be feeling pain. You feel pain. But you still keep going, don't you? Feel me? Some people feel pain. That's my threshold. They feel. They done. If you're a laborer, you're always going to be a laborer. If you're not a laborer, you're going to. If you already have not. Achieve mastery over your spirit. Don't think you're automatically going to become a laborer. It just ain't going to happen. You got to say it, right? Achieve mastery over your spirit. So you, that's why the most I said, hey, man, we got all, we got all these people, but we got to pray for the place. Hmm? I've been watching, uh, Straight away, Kentucky up there where Elvishing is. Ain't a dead of winter getting it done. Hmm? Don't worry about it. If y'all want to learn how to work, you come here any day. We'll help you out. We'll teach you how to work. Close with So we'll make you go home and go to bed at night. You ain't got time looking in the next place. You'll be too tired. <laughs> Look at it. Hmm? That's when we start going around these communities have to build some buildings. We bring our tents and work five, six, seven, eight hours. Sit around, get a get a shower, bath, drink a little beer, go to bed. Get up bright and early, do the same thing again. People gonna volunteer for stuff like that. Every home, every building we build is paid for and it's ours. Isn't that beautiful? Though? 
So when we build, we don't have to sit up there and go get a bank loan or mortgage. Because if you build as you go, you don't have to do all that. And the women ain't supposed to be doing the building around you. Huh? See, the world has got everybody dang jacked up. And we got to get this Gentilism out of you. You think about this for a second. Let's say you got a, a professional career woman. Is that not an abomination according to the scripture? Let me tell you the reason why. Because you give the best eight, nine, ten hours a day to somebody else. And when it's time for you to come home and tend to your husband and children, they get the leftovers of how tired you are, and they don't even get to fool you. They don't get to fool you. You too tired. Now, Mama Dow, boy, she's a warrior. Mama Dow, man, she held down the job for 30 years. And she would come home and cook, clean, wash, help us with homework. Be the last one to bed, the first one up every morning. And she would too. So you go out here and you, you career woman. And you're going to give the heathen your best laborer at the peak time of the day. You get home, your children don't get the full attention. Your husband don't get full attention. You complaining, I work too, I'm just as hard. But the book said that a, a woman ought to be a what? But I'm going to defy that though. See the reason why the family structure is so destroyed today? Because nobody don't want to obey. You're going to be a chase keeper at home. But I don't trust in no man. Well, see, it, it, it ain't supposed to be that way. The, the heart of the husband. It's supposed to say you trust in you. Hmm? If you're 30 years old and you married, you should have been there had three, four children. Two, three, four children. Huh? You're 30 years old and you married and you still living like the world out there. That's why women end up committing adultery. Husband gone, work all day long. Next thing you know, Mr. Boom Boom or whoever the hell he is come over and next thing all of a sudden you, you back in the tent. To see if you started bearing children, you get all the attention you need. Huh? Them little children, them things require 100% attention. And they're going to run you. That's where your time and energy first line teaching is supposed to be put into. Not out there working to help make somebody else some money and your family gets neglected at the end of the day. I must be talking to somebody out there. They ain't mad. Ooh, they mad. Ooh, they mad. Too. I bet y'all burning. And then you got some so-called Israelite husband who's a heathen that's got his wife out there. And then he gets all mad if somebody ends up making a play on her when she should have been at home. Out there at the meat market. If your wife look good, you, you think them heathens care?
feel me? And here we are trying to help save people's soul alive by reinstituting the old customs and traditions that have been lost. How are we wrong? The man's supposed to be the one to be the breadwinner. See, in Israel, if you were ever reading the Bible, you didn't hear them ever being employed by anybody. They were in slavery. But when they were tribes and stuff, they went and hunted on their own. They built on their own. Yeah, they did. How did Noah build an ark? Did he, did he have DeWalt? Milwaukee? Come on now! The thing floated. Did he go to Lowe's and Home Depot? Why do you think the most I told him build our guy to go for wood? Go for the wood. I tell you, man. You see, and here we are with all these modern day conveniences and instead of us being inspired to do the things that we should do, it makes us that much more lazy. Complacent. Well, Raymond got here, man, he fit in like a glove. That brother fit, he, he you, you, one thing you know about him, he's going to be working from sun up to sundown. He working. He working. Now, if you, if you don't work, don't clap your hands. Is that something wrong people saying that? You don't work, don't clap your hands. See, I can... I'm familiar with. So if all you familiar with. Dang, didn't get a high school and call do it. And yet, when feast day come, you want to watch. Well, somebody to babysit you? You're an abomination. Because all these brothers in straightaway, they work. That, that, that ain't a lazy brother. Well, I ain't gonna, I'm going to say a lazy grown man on this community. And these young boys, they coming of age. Israel worked hard too. Where's Caleb at? Boy, I can't wait to get you out here. Ooh, your strike's coming. You're going to be in your ass. Hmm? <laughs> it takes a try. To raise sons and daughters. I ain't saying that because I want to torture him. Because I'm not going to torture him. We're going to make sure his ass stay busy. Play ghost on me when I'm out there. <laughs> huh? And it, what does it do? It teaches the young men to have a strong work ethic. So whether they're here on the community... Or we decide to do a business, or, or we need to go help, or anything like that. it'll follow them. You ain't never have to work. You ain't never have to worry about looking over the shoulder. See, I can, I can take, I can take that young man right there, brother Brent. I can take him and send him anywhere. S send him anywhere. 
See, I, why? You know, I run a backhoe, dozer, know how to dig a footy. Are you following me? Know how to pour the concrete, know how to level it, know how to square the building, know how to lay the block, can frame. Are you following? Here, you don't have to be an expert at everything, just know a little bit about something here. And then we put it all together, then we have a nice little little building crew. Then Brother Scott. Oh, that, brother, they, they need help down there straightway, Jordan. They go help them out. You know right? I tell them now, that when they get down, when you get down and help, don't do all the work for them now. Because I know y'all. That's, is that a bad thing you have to tell a man that don't do everything? Because I know them. They'll get there and they want to do everything. Are <laughs> you following? But you, it takes time to teach people. And if you're all used to working and stuff, man, if you don't, if you don't watch men, they'll sit down and all watch it. And they'll say, I'm learning. How long does it take to learn? You've been to five building projects. <laughs> when you're going you to start anticipating that, look, he's over here laying blocks, and, and you said he has to holler and scream and tell you, I need more blocks. What was you learning while you were doing this? Am I telling the truth? We was up there in straightway Kentucky this past summer. And, it, of course, they were happy to see you. But, boy, they weren't happy to be there with us. Because all I did was scream and holler from the time I got to the building site until I, until I left it. Am I telling the truth? Screamed and holler. How many times I got to tell y'all lazy ass to bring some damn blocks and put them over here? What the hell are you doing? Men. Talk to men. Women, you can't get out there because your spirit can't take it. You'd be out there crying. <laughs> he screamed at me. Then the elder mission, yeah, I'll tell you what, because the elder mission, they're going to help me. He's helping me. Block. He said, you know what? I got to supervise this thing. Keep, 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 keep y'all busy. Because I don't, man. Believe it or not, people, they have selective work ethic. You should be able to anticipate. If you see that we're sitting up here on the scaffold, and there was ten blocks up there, and I'm almost I'm on the last block getting ready to lay it, and ain't nothing up there. What am I supposed to do? Say hocus pocus, and the block come up there and appear? When we come time to take a break and eat some watermelon and fried chicken, boy, everybody all in. Ah. Right time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw this rhyme at you. Work, especially when you're young. Get it in. Because you're not going to be able to keep up that same level of work as far as labor goes when you get older. I mean older. We call old for work for 65. So some of y'all are 55 
and 50 and you act like you're 85. Uh-oh. Pastor, why don't you just get on with the sermon? What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> These young men, I remember, do y'all remember, when I was young, I said, ain't no way in hell I'm going to let no old man out do ever Anybody ever said it before? Huh? Now, old, I said, ain't no way in hell I'm going to let no young man out do Huh? Now, they can outdo me because I'm not doing clean. I done did enough clean. Huh? They can, they can clean up everything. And they will clean, too. You see, when you understand that whatever you're doing, it's, it's, it's the, it's the picture is bigger than yourself. Whatever we do, we do it, first of all, as unto the most high. And so whenever you do something, it's really, you're showing what type of offer that you will give the most high. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. So you have to change the way that you are. That's what repentance is about. Changing the person who you are. Hallelujah. But your body starts slowing down. And if you used to sing, you find out you can't sing no more. Hmm? I ain't never been able to sing. I made the golf noise. Oh, Carol, sing. Mama Nelly, sing. This cow noise turning into a sing. He don't mind singing either. You have seen that video that he was singing there. He's up there. Ah, it's the faces he made too. How you doing 16 months old? These children something else, boy. They are wise, a whole lot smarter than we do. Hallelujah. Well, guess we gotta get this thing so we can get going. You, you, you feel the pain, Toronto? You good? The niece of how do you say you good? The niece bottling. That's precious. But the niece of um, some kind of work. What about you? Do you play football? You should be hurt. I got an idea to ask somebody something, but I ain't gonna do it. Mm. His body's decaying and breaking down. Are you following me? Take care of the body with this so you can stick around a little while and help take care of your family. The tide that Christianity will not teach, nor will they tell you. Here. Matter of fact, I think they read the same thing on my book. Watch this. Deuteronomy 26 12. And when you have made an end of tithing, all the tithes of thine increase in the third year, look what you're supposed to do with it. Which is the year of what? Year of tithe, look what you're supposed to do. And has given it unto the Levites. The Levites, they were in charge of the service of the temple, the worship. They already have a job to do. Get that? 
And the, and the tribe, it was supposed to, we were supposed to help take care of these. Y'all know y'all supposed to help take care of me, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been there, I've been working the majority of my life helping take care of you. So when y'all gonna help take care of me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you think about it. I mean, if you bless me, then chance out, you're gonna get blessed, right? You can tell it ain't gonna be like TD Jakes. His ship is in, he got a ship and a boat and a plane, mansion. And nobody else got nothing. So look at it. Give the title to the Levite. And the what? And the. And the. That's our welfare system. And you're supposed to be able to do that with joy and cheer. Y'all made a system that we didn't ever have to depend on the world for nothing. No nation. Now you think about it, that's a lot of class of people. The Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow. That they may what? Eat within your, there's that word again, gate. Why do you think every time we get some land, first thing we do is put up a fence line? We purposely do that so we can put a gate up there. And that's automatically saying what you got to put more. We need to no trust that time. And brothers, we need to put uh, no dead end, no semi. We just had two trucks within the last one. I'm like, why y'all bringing these big old things down here? They don't know. They just keep going. I mean, if I was a truck, I'd be like, okay, this road is narrowing. Let me look at the contour, man. It looks like it come out. Let me just stop right here and get out and walk for a second. See, the problem is, don't nobody want to get out and walk. See what I mean? That's the problem. Nobody want to get out and walk and check out nothing. I remember when we first came up on this land. It was rolled up by the creek. I mean, rolled up. When we come down, me and Deacon Gasson come down the hill. Come down here. Big old field open. I say, look in here. I got a witness. No as soon as I got about right there, I got a Whoa. I had already... I probably done drove 5,000 miles in six months between Kentucky and Tennessee. I used, to get, I used to go and stay out in the woods, go walk land, trying to find a place most I wanted me to be. Got a witness. And I looked at Big Gas, I said, man, I bet there's water down there. So we go, look at that. This thing don't look like it runs dry either. This got to be it. That creek. Have you ever seen that creek run dry? Sometimes it goes two, three months around here without it raining and stuff. That creek never runs dry. Got a spring that we need to tap into at the end of down here because the majority of it is spring fed. We used to catch smallmouth bass out of there. Whole bunch of them. Fry them up on the wood stove. Boy, this is a good sermon, isn't it? Woo. Woo, fry them on the wood stove. Why? Because it really is good when you have to take care of somebody. See, Mosiah is telling us to take care of some people. Well, within the gates. Hear that? And be filled. Now, sins of the mind. Sins of the mind. Mind. Satan's communication highway. 
The mind. The mind. The mind. And a lot of us are weak in our mind. Hmm? Y'all remember Saul, first king of Israel? Pay attention. I don't know how I got over it, but anyway, the spirit of Yahweh will come upon you and you will prophesy. Hear that? Huh? And you will prophesy with them. Come up the priest, right? And will be, watch this, turned into a what? Another man. Now hold on for a second. Do you know that's the sole purpose of the Holy Spirit? When you receive the real true Holy Spirit, you're supposed to be turned into another man. Another woman. You're supposed to literally be turned into another man or woman. Really? You're supposed to be turned into another man or woman when the Spirit, when you have the real true Spirit of y'all, he was coming upon him, but now he's in you. People could see the silhouette of the old you, but they could tell there's something different in the spirit. All right? Not only chosen king of Israel, but watch this. He had an experience with the spirit, right? So watch this. Watch this. Going down to verse 9. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go through Samuel, Y'all gave him a what? Isn't that something? Gave him a heart, a good heart. Look at this. And all those days, signs came to pass that day. Watch that. That means y'all did a spiritual surgery on him. All right? But then watch this. See, you can be a believer and have his spirit Yet, through sin and disobedience, you will forfeit y'all's manifest presence and will become invaded by demonic spirits. He didn't just say he gave another heart? Didn't he just tell me to turn him into another man? He had experience, right? See, we would call this day being born again. Are you following me? All right. Watch it. See, this is why... We are watching a lot of this stuff happening there in this dead sea. There's a lot going on in this dead sea. Whole lot. Once these demons come in, you will not even recognize yourself anymore. Huh? Ain't the Satan the king of subtlety? Watch this. And now we're skipping down a couple of chapters, okay? But the spirit, capital S spirit, the Ruach, of Yahweh, what did he do? So, so much for one saved, always saved. You can't, you can't, you can't use that philosophy no more. Listen, when you got right here clearly telling you that the spirit of Yah departed from Saul, David said, "Take not thine holy spirit from me." Are you following? So, what I'm trying to teach you and say, listen. Don't ever walk around and act like you are all of that. Don't ever, while you're in this body, act like that you are just secure in him. Because remember, the promise it was this. Yahshua said that I will never leave you. He didn't say nothing about you leaving him. Because he knows the possibility of that. He said I will never forsake you. You see what I mean? We never made that promise to him. Yeah, we want to say it, and sometimes we do say it, but our heart ain't set right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. 
And see, now we ignorantly walk around like, oh, I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm, but see, when these demonic spirits come in, and you give a little bit of place to them, next thing you know, they done took you way on down the road, and you still trying to bank on you having the Holy Spirit. And what you're doing is you're banking on an experience you once had, but now you've been invaded by these spirits who are, who are nothing but emulators, making you think that you still feel with your spirit and you up here shouting in iniquity. Uh-oh. Don't the book tell us, grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise, whereby you're sealed until the day of redemption. Does it not say that? So what are you doing in life to make sure that you don't grieve him? So, look what he said. But the spirit of Yahweh departed from Saul. And what happened? A beautiful, wonderful, joyous, magnificent, consoling spirit came in and filled that gap on and, and, and just, I mean, comfort him. An evil spirit. So, let me see. So, if the Holy Spirit left, that void has got to be filled. Now, who can tell you at any different time, any given time, did you ever see that Saul ever admit that he was really wrong and really believed when he was invaded by that spirit, that evil spirit? See what I'm saying? You don't even recognize you no more. You recognize the change when the Holy Spirit came in you, right? At least I hope so. In case many of y'all ain't never had a baptism of the Holy Spirit, the steps usually go like this. Because most of you ain't never been so-called <clears throat> saved right. See, salvation is a very painful experience. I don't know who told you it's very joyous. It wasn't joyous for me. Nowhere near it in any way, shape, fashion, or form. No, it wasn't. The, the book says, weeping endured for a night, but joy coming what? In the morning. You know what it says? I was flat out broken and disgusted when the revelation of who I actually was in his eyes. Now I understand the words. Oh, wretched man that I am. Broke. Painfully broken. You can hit the hell with pride. Pride was gone. I was up there in, hundred, in front of hundred some people, and I didn't give a damn about them hundred front hundred some people. I was screaming and hollering and repenting, and I didn't do one of these these closet confesses. Uh, Father, please forgive me when I see it because it's all a good deal the other night. I was screaming out, "See, I ain't telling you guys go and scream out. Everybody experiences different." Bro. Flooded up the whole front of the church. Flooded it up with tears. And then I started, see what you call asking, you just ask, I begged for the Holy Spirit to come on me. You know what I said? I ain't even know I was going to speak in tongues. Next thing you know, I'm going to be speaking in tongues. See, it was after I had met the conditions of repentance. Then I understood the joy of God. But all this stuff, oh, I'm just so sorry. Yeah, you saw it. See, that's what I'm saying. 
Most people ain't never been really saved right. Because from that day forward, I was a 100% total different man. Watch this. I wasn't a perfect man by any stretch of imagination. I started the day of my journey on to perfection. You see what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Most of you ain't never been broke before. You don't even know what that means. You don't even know what that means. Uh-oh. So, now I've been on the other side where I didn't have y'all spirit. You know, live like 23, 24 years, something like that without y'all spirit. Now, I'm on this side where I've got y'all spirit. You think I ever want to be like that ever again? Man, well, well, let me see. How's that word go? Therefore, knowing the terror of Yahweh, we persuade men. See what I mean? So along this journey, I mean, a righteous man falls seven times. Y'all gonna get you back up? Well, but you gotta want to be get, get back up. You gotta want to get back up. I mean, you, you're gonna make, you're gonna poo poo on yourself a lot of times on the journey. And you know, when you poo poo, it should be devastating. This should be extremely devastating. Huh? See, what happened with Saul, he had toyed around and played around with his little pride and everything so much that it wasn't devastating for him to make a light of what the prophet told him to do. Prophet being the mouthpiece of peace of God. Oh, man, no big deal. You know what I mean? Because he started seeing things through his lens, his eyes. And y'all said, man, I'm sick and tired of this stuff. So he had the spirit, and then an evil spirit came, and it did what with him? Troubled him. Troubled on every side. The temptation in yielding to thoughts placed into your mind is, is what most people in Israel don't even realize what's going on. See, whatever Satan uses to tempt me, he may tempt you out of something totally different. Your area of temptation may be totally different than mine. Yet it still is the same battle. You see what I mean? But you need to know what is your area where Satan can tempt you the most. So that way you can get strong in that area and not be deceived. You got to start paying attention to it. So if you don't pay attention to it, I promise you, those spirits will pay attention to you. Where do you think these thoughts come from? It's clear that the thoughts or suggestions that are submitted to the mind come from demonic spirit. There's also thoughts that come from the Holy Spirit. You, you ain't never had an original thought. You didn't have, never had an original thought until I started saying it, then you started thinking. <laughs> look at him, look at him. All right, the book says think on these things. Think about the things you thought of. See what I mean? You see what I mean? If you're honest with yourself. Hmm? So, in order to have good thoughts, all you got to do is just think the way the book tells you to think. You'll be safe. You got to sit up and try to originate a thought. You're going to be in trouble. So, here it is. Satan bringing all these Temptation, these thoughts through these demonic spirits, right? Bringing all these temptations, all these thoughts and stuff, and you passively are sitting by receiving all this information. 
thinking it didn't originate with you because you hear it in your mind. Never, ever trying to know what the meaning of the voice is. Huh? It is a voice. Christianity didn't tell you that them thoughts come from the devil. Hmm? When the book says that Jesus knew their thoughts, there wasn't nothing nobody going to do to get past him. See, what is your area of temptation? Do you know it? Do you know what your propensity of weaknesses is? Do you know yourself? Do you know it? But see, if you don't know it, every time you turn around, the devil's going to come in. He's going to whack you every single time. And what is he looking for? Well, if the spirit departed from Saul, the demonic spirit came in, he's looking for residency. Why? So he can perform his actions. Through the legal ground you gave him through a passive thought that you did nothing about. Huh? See, thoughts of that will draw you after a way after your own lust. Your thoughts tell you what your lust is. Y'all hear what I say? Your thoughts tell you what your lust is. So everybody, some temptations are common. Women don't get tempted the same thing men get tempted down. Because they're a whole total different makeup. Yet they have temptation. So if you start focusing on, centering on where you know that Satan uses you, then maybe when you weak, then you become strong. Does that make sense? Each one of us is different. And we do not face the same temptations, yet we have all that we all have battles. When Yah calls us out from the nation, we need to realize He called us out because we need work. You get what I'm saying? He didn't call you out and say, oh, look how beautiful and wonderful you are. Will, you just all that in a bag of chips, man. You the, you the, you the skit, man. He called you out, every single one of us, because he knew we need help and we need work. <laughs> Meaning, we are undone and we need to work out our salvation. Because we are a what kind of people? Do you think that scripture saying that in vain? What well, everybody else is stiff neck, but you ain't stiff neck. Every single one of us, and here's this, hear my voice right now. The reason why y'all called us because we are all stiff neck. Every single one of us. Watch this. Deuteronomy nine four. Speak not. In your heart. You know when you just sit about if I say something, oh, that ain't me. What you saying in here? You see what I mean? Speak not. Oh man, what happened? Speak not in your heart. After that, Yahweh your Elohim have cast them out from before you, saying, For my righteousness, Yahweh have bought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh do have drive them out from before you. See, don't say that, that you are so righteous. You believe yourself, yourself to be so righteous. That's the reason why Yahweh called you. Now, first of all, number one, he, he called you so he can make good on his oath. 
Oh yeah. He got his word to perform. So when he told Israel, hey, Pharaoh, let my people go so that they may go out into the wilderness and prepare a feast for me. Why do you think it's called a wilderness of temptation? Hey, I got to get you out there so you can see how filthy you are. Then we can wash you. Now I can wash you and make you clean. See, right now, this whole salvation thing with us on earth, being born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, this is a wilderness journey. See, we, we read those stories and say, man, what's wrong with Israel? I would have never murmured, boy, what do you do now? I would never complain, what do you do now? Oh, I would never backbite, what do you do now? Oh, I, that, that, that me, I don't, man, ain't no way. Man, you, every time they turn around, murmur, 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 that ain't me. Oh, really? Oh, really? Not for your righteousness or your uprightness of thine heart do you go to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh your Elohim drive them out from before you, and that he may perform the word which Yahweh swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, Yahweh your Elohim give you not this good land to possess it for your righteousness. Y'all hear that? For you are what? For you are what? See, and that's bad when you come in this and you don't realize what you are. Well, you are stiff-necked people. See, even when you are converted, you're still a stiff-necked people. Even when you've been called, you're still a stiff-necked people. And then we get the instruction, be no more stiff-necked. See, being born again is a journey from death to life. Israel made the mistake over and over again by not sticking to the word. Choosing to listen to those who have their own ideas and ways. Ways which seem right, but ways that led people astray from Yah. Of your own thoughts, on your own thoughts which are leading you astray, remember truth. Y'all still couldn't have said it no more easier than that. Out there. Don't you know a good tree means you want? Don't you know a bad tree means you want? Why is it that you can't tell when you're a good tree or a bad tree? I said, you can't tell when you bear good fruit or water fruit. First Chronicles 28, 8. Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of Yahweh and all the audience of Yahweh, keep and seek for all the commandments of Yahweh, your Elohim, that you may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And you, Solomon, my son, know you that Elohim of your father and serve him with a serve with what kind of heart? And with a what kind of mind? See? Now, how many times have we heard this? If you be willing and obedient, you be good and obedient. Willing and obedient. 
willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. That's why I highlight it. See, let's just tell the truth. Some of us, we give y'all maybe about 15% of our heart. Twenty percent, twenty-five percent, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, fifty-five, seventy, seventy-five, eighty, eighty-five, ninety, ninety-five. Huh? You know what I'm doing, right? I'm looking for a response. See, there's this thing in the book says, "Do you acknowledge the truth?" Yeah, you acknowledge the truth. What you're doing is you're actually fighting against the things trying to find you when you're acknowledging the truth. See, because it's this passivity that's got y'all jacked up. You hear truth, you're non-responsive. On lockdown. Active volition. Y'all listen, very proactive. Do you know when you see you're supposed to feel condemnation? You, you know that, right? When does condemnation leave? After you acknowledge your sin. But if you stay there just feeling mad, it's going to stay there. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of Yah. There is now therefore no condemnation. To them who walk, not after the flesh, but after the, see the That's why if I sin, if I sin, I've got an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. In other words, I'm not standing in place too damn long. Because the longer you stay in condemnation, the more you stay in the worship of the devil. But I'm also not going to walk around arrogantly either. I'm going to keep some humility about myself because, I mean, after all, he won that battle. I got to get strength before I can go out and get ready to get on the battlefield again. Search all hearts and understand all the imagination of the thoughts if you seek him. He will be found of you, but if you do what? He will cast you off for how long? You forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Now, being sober-minded, your mind tends to wonder causing you to become unfocused and distracted. Sad part about this is trying to help someone that does not want it. And such are some of you. Many Israelites are spiritually immature. See, if you was one that when you was in school, that instead of just studying to take the test and you are rather teach, chances are you bought that attitude over here too when it comes to reading the book. Did I just say something wrong? You know, we always looking for the shortcut. That's why nothing ever lasts in large in Ooh, wee. 
Huh? See, if you don't do something about that particular nature, you should have done something at conversion. You should have been walking in the mood of the life. You don't do nothing about it, and you just you're just gonna bask in the joy of his salvation. You're just gonna leave it at that and stuff. We can see the reason why you remain stagnant. Passive. In case somebody didn't tell you, we're in a war. I mean, seriously. And this war is for the wars of soul. For nobody to be in here acting like they've already arrived. Does that make sense? To be spiritually minded is life. But what does that mean to be spiritually minded? To be able to discern. To have the ability to perceive. To be able to see afar off. To be attentive. To be aware. To see with the eyes of the spirit. To have perception. That was a lot of words. I mean, who has developed spiritual sight? To where you can see something coming before it gets there. You can head it off at the pad. You can see the temptation coming. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. I see we're getting ready to take place. The, 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 the area of it just, uh, uh, this is all too familiar right here. That's a sober mind. Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is devil, to be spiritually minded is what? Life and, now you see the reason why peace escapes a lot of you? Because you're carnally minded. You're too minded, life and, Come on, teach. Romans 7, verse 14 through 25. Everybody all right? See, Paul, the way he spoke to the assembly was, he said, I am glad that I made you sorry. Sorrowful. You know the reason why? I'm glad because, because when I did it, I did it after a godly sort. Why? Because godly sorrow work of repentance not to be repented of again. So you ain't going to get past the dial apologizing for rebuking you. Forget that. <laughs> Should be thanking them. Read. For we know that the law is spiritual. The law is what? Spiritual. Now you see the reason why Christians don't want it? What did you just got there saying? <laughs> the law is what? Spiritual. The law is? Spiritual. Read. What? I am carnal. He's what? I'm carnal. Naturally minded. Come on. Sold under sin. Sold under sin. That means even though you're born again, even after conversion, you probably know this. This is Paul saying that. I know that the law is spiritual, but I am, and he's spiritual. See, he recognizes that there is something going on here. I have a willing spirit in me and a willing mind in me to perform here, but I also know but there's something else that is still lurking and hanging around. Huh? Come on, read. For that which I do, I allow not. See that? For that which I what? Do. Do, I what? I allow not. That which I do, I? Allow not. That which I do, I? Allow not. I allow not. Read. For what I would. For what I would. That do I not. I don't do. <laughs> That's why I ask you. You got the ability to see a fall. Huh? Well, I've been caught up in it. You know, I know I don't want to do that. But I end up doing it. And the things I should be doing, I don't do. 
Do you perceive it? Ah, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I ain't no way, man. Ain't no way I'm going to do that. And then 10, 15 minutes later, a day later, a week later, same thought comes back again. Huh? And this is what happens in the spiritual realm. What happens is, is when the thought comes to your mind, at first you go, ah, huh? but you don't cast it down. So he's patient. So what he does is, I just lay there, they go, look at you right now. Then put the suggestion up again a little bit later. Suggestion comes up again a little bit later. What you do, you just kind of like, you kind of ignore it, but you don't cast it down. Because the book says, cast down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and then do what? Bring it into captivity. See, we, we are very, we're not even proactive. And so, all right, a little time later, a ah, little moment of week, ah, thought comes back again. This time, you think, but you're thinking on the thought. Then you start surmising and ducking and reasoning. Then you start making excuses. Why? What happened? Now the old man will move back in to justify sin. To justify reason. Then here you are the whole time under this temptation, under this thought. Thinking ain't nothing, no big deal. Okay. Then Satan then tempted. You end up succumbing to it. Next thing you know, you get into it. Now if you get into it, I mean, there's pleasure in sin for a season. And then as soon as it's over with, you feel like shit. You feel like boo-boo. I thought I was going to excuse this then. Man, I thought I was better than that. Man, I gave myself more credit than Man, I just, man. Then! See what I mean? Now, again, when the thought first came, he's supposed to have been proactive. Proactive. The instruction says you cast down every thought. He didn't say just selectively pick and choose which one. You're supposed to be there to test it, to see what the meaning of that voice is, to see what the meaning of that spirit is. But I don't know, man, that seems like too much work. I'm so at ease and resigned with this passive mindset. Why do this? I'm good. You know what I mean? This is how Satan battles. He uses the same old tactics. Matter of fact, Paul even wrote, when he wrote to one assembly, he says, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. I mean, we should know this by now. But what I hate, that do I. If if then I do that which I would not. So if I do that which I would not, watch this. I consent unto the law that it is good. You hear that? He's making a consent that the law is what? When you resist the devil, the law is good. When you cast down imaginations with exalted self, then you automatically say that the law is good. Come on. Now then, it isn't no more I that do it. It's no more 
But that only is when you acknowledge. There's no more I that do it, but but sin that dwells in me. Sin is in there. That you thought that wasn't in there. But it's in there. See, now Paul is making a distinct separation between the old man and the new man. You see what I mean? He's making a distinct separation. Alright, this is the old man. This is the new man. This is the old man that desires it, but the new man don't. Read on. For I know. For I know. That in me. That in me. That is in my flesh. In my flesh. You know how it is. We are harsh judges on everybody else's flesh, but ours, we give it a pass. Uh, it's, it's their flesh. It's not my flesh. But Paul said, I know that in me. Well, in me. In me. In me. Now, wait a minute. Greater is he that is in you than he's in the world. So Paul is making a distinction, talking about the new regenerated born again man. But he's also making a separation, saying, now I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwell of no good thing. See, this is where arrogance and pride comes in. Anytime you see a passive person, you're looking at a prideful person. <clears throat> Are y'all listening? Anybody listening? Anytime you're dealing with a passive person, you're dealing with a prideful person. Read, teacher. For the will is present with me. See, there is a will that is present with me, meaning the will to do good. Watch this. But how to perform that which is good, I find it not. Now, wait a minute. After conversion, after being born again, we've done things we know that we shouldn't do. Ain't that right? Hey, come on, ain't that hey, We're corporately admitting that we've all done false thoughts since being born again. So that way everybody don't have to feel bad. We can all feel bad at the same time. Don't it make you feel better? Are you following? But how did we get there? That's the, that's the, that's the reason why we're here today. How did we get there? We get there because we didn't do what the Bible had already told us to do. What the instructions already told us to do. We were not proactive to stay sober-minded. Hmm? Does that make sense? But if you just passively just linger on and all this stuff, that is not acknowledging the truth. Acknowledging the truth comes when you perform it. It's more than just mental sin and knowing it in your cranium. It must be performed. Read. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not. It is no more I that do it. You hear that? You see how he's making a distinction though. There's a war going on. Alright? And he's he's not he's still putting I in this war. But it's no more I that do it, but read. But sin that but what? Dwell, but sin. But what? But sin. But what? But sin. But sin that does what? That dwells in me. Dwell where? In me. You know the thing you didn't think it was that. The thing that you didn't think was that. It dwells in you. 
Read on. I find then a law. I find then a what? A law. Come on. That when I would do good. See, now wait a minute. Isn't that something? There's always a law present that when you would do good, every single time, what happens? Evil is present. So you can bank on Satan going to be there. That's why the book says, submit yourself to y'all. This the and he will. Every single time you set out to do good, you're going to meet the devil. But what if you don't think there's the devil around? What kind of attitude are you going to have? What's going to be your outlook on life? How are you going to carry yourself? You see what I mean? We become puffed up and vain and arrogant. You know what I mean? Read. For I delight in the law of Yah. Now notice, he delight what? In the law of Yah. Why? Because the law, if you really truly delight in it, it will give you all the tools you need to war against it. If your delight is truly in the law of Yah. I delight in the law of Yah. Come on. For I delight in the law of Yah after the inward man. After the what? The inward man. After the inward man. What inward man? That new regenerated man. Huh? You know that new regenerated man that love praise That new regenerated man says a man and woman are worship. Hey, we we enter into another area. I'm gonna tell you something you ain't never heard before. Huh? Praise strengthens the inward man. That's why I tell you sometimes if you can feel passivity or you feel the hand of Satan on you, if you can't even figure it out, just start praising. Why? Because what that praising is doing, you submit yourself to Yah. <laughs> huh? You're literally submitting yourself to Yah. You know it's something in your flesh. Something ain't no good. And you know Satan don't want to be in a place that is comely for the upright. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh no, this is too uncomfortable right here. I'm trying to bring depression. I'm trying to bring heaviness. I'm trying to bring condemnation. They doing the direct opposite. Come on, boys. We got to get out of here right now. And we don't even know how powerful praise really is. I know one thing. I know when people see our videos, like the last video we lost the tabernacle, there's people on there typing in, man, this made me cry. Man, I, man I'm man, i just so happy looking at this. This is beautiful. That's a beautiful thing about it. Y'all know the reason why we play music every Sabbath in the, the majority of the Sabbaths, right? Huh? So you can dance some demons off of you. When I then got loaded up. 
And the one thing Satan don't want is he don't want no praise and call out. You won't believe that. Now you think about this. You come in here on Sabbath, some of you, and I got to look at you all Sabbath like this. You can't even manufacture a hand clap. I got to sit, really, I got to sit there and look at you like. Dude, it's not defeated, right? I'm saying, I think it's alive, isn't it? You got people like Trey coming here, hanging and hinging on every word. What's next? Looking for an opportunity to tell the truth and shame the devil. Not tell the truth and, and protect the devil. See what I'm saying? Read. But I see another law in my members. I see another law in my what? Members. members. What is this law doing? It's, it's warring against the law of my mind. Ah. See that mind again? Come on. And it's bringing me into captivity. What is it trying to do? Bring, Bring you into captivity. captivity. Bring you into slavery. Come on. To the law of sin. Hear that? Come which, on. Which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Now, wait a minute. When was the last time you said that? And believed it? That's another problem. That's another problem. When you see temptation in you and a weakness in you, you don't even acknowledge that. Man, I'm a wretched thing, man. Man. If you don't acknowledge that, kind of where you're going to even begin the steps. You know, even in AA, they got 12 step program. I mean, we got no, I mean, we got programs here too now. You don't want even want to take our program. Come on. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Y'all hear that? Who won't deliver me from the body of this death? Come on. I thank y'all. Through Messiah, our master. So, then, with the mind, I myself, Serve the law of Yah. You hear that? With what though? Law of Yah. But watch this. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Y'all remember when Paul said, I knew a man once before. Hmm? Whether in the body or out of body, cannot tell. I warned he was caught up until the third heaven. Is that right? Man, I saw all kinds of things up Unspeakable. Now, I, I can't even, there's not even a law down here for me to be able to utter these things. Hmm? Next thing you know, I got a thorn in my side. I said, man, I know what to do about this. Yeah, come on, y'all, deliver me. This is easy. Come on, deliver me. Oh, no, my grace is sufficient. What do you mean? I'm, I'm up there praying you get this. Uh-uh. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You mean to tell me you ain't going to remove this? Uh-uh. It's going to keep you humble. See, because as long as you know that you recognize that that thorn is there, 
you won't get exalted. Oh, I tell you, this is like pulling out teeth here this morning, boy. Huh? Lesson learned. Why don't you just say it? Anybody ever, I'm not, maybe I'm the only one that's ever experienced this, but I'm going to test this, okay? You're going along just fine with the day. You start off, man, you're doing good. You're wonderful devotion with the Most High Y'all. Read scripture, man. Get up in the morning, you're feeling good, man. Whoo! Then you're going out through the day, man. Everything is doing good. And all of a sudden, a whammy comes. It's like somebody took the breath out of you. And all of a sudden, for a moment, you feel bad because Satan has not reminded you of something that you done done with. Who knows what the hell I'm going to And you, first thing you go, go, where in the hell did that come from? I'm like, damn, you still there? What is going on? Huh? And all of a sudden, this whole day, all of a sudden, the way you started off, you ain't like that no more. You know the reason why you ain't like no more? Huh? Because you're sober now. You're vigilant. You know, your adversary, the devil is walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So in other words, don't get so high that you are way up in heaven that you forget you're still here on earth. <laughs> now, I just thought I'd let y'all in on my pathetic life. Just for a little bit, you know what I mean. I know that all y'all done arrived and stuff, but pray for me, okay? Pray for me that one day I may get to your place. Because I want some peace and serenity too. Now, just, just pray. I want to be in the paradise you in. Anybody ever been there before? Hey, don't, don't keep you sober the rest of the day, though. They ain't going to sit up there and let you go inside. They ain't going to sit up there and let you get by with that too many more times. Huh? You hate it when you praise him not. Don't worry about your praise to come back. You need to realize and recognize that there's a thorn in there sent to buffet you. Hmm? Keep you off your high horse. Keep you so you don't look at yourself as better than everybody else. <laughs> Uh-oh. Read. Was that it? So to be carnal minded is what? Yeah, but to be spiritual minded is peace. We don't read that, all right? Satan seeks to corrupt your mind. But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent, what did he do? Beguile, or he tricked. He deceived. He's very cunning. Is that right? As he beguiled, he through his what? Ah. So your... So your should be what? Corrupted from the simplicity that is in Messiah. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not of his device. See, we're dealing with invisible demon agents behind visible human actions. Disembodied spirits. That's what we're dealing with. Hear that? They're, 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 the reason why they, they're, they're trying to seek to act out their kingdom through you. Just like the Most High Yah is going to act his kingdom out through you. Are you following 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He, 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 we're supposed to be the visible manifestation of ambassadors, direct ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. Y'all hear this? The Satan, he ain't fighting the world out there. He got them all. He got them. They don't even, he got them so bad they don't even know they got it. Peter spoke to our condition after conversion. Come on, teacher, let's hit this. Everybody doing all right? Are y'all getting anything out of this? Or y'all just sitting there looking? When you have it, go ahead and read. Which have forsaken the right way and are going astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Basar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Notice he loved the wages of unrighteousness because it benefits Come on. But was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with a man's voice forbade the madness, madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure to the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. In it. Come on. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, don't hear that? Well, after they escaped the pollution of the world, did we not escape the pollution of the world? We? Through the knowledge of Messiah. Come on. They are again entangled. They are what? They are again entangled. They are again what? Entangled therein. We? And overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness then after they have known it. What do they do? To turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Hear that? But it happened unto them. According to what? According to the true proverb. What is that proverb? The dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallering in the mire. Yeah, over this past year, you haven't seen the dog return to his vomit. You ever seen the sow that was washed turned to the wall in the mire? Huh? And I, and I'm not talking about a dog or, or a pig either. I'm talking about them two-legged dogs and pigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? This stuff is real. You good? Listen. Israel. When you hear us, hear us with the intent to obey God. Those I said were what? The intent to obey Yah. First John 4, 6 says, We are what? He that knoweth Yah, what do they do? Did y'all hear that? We are of Yah, and he that knoweth Yah, what do they do? Boy, ain't that pretty dang arrogant of John, though, to talk like that? What, what do you think he is? He that is not of Yah, 
If it's not, hereby know we the spirit of what? And the spirit of? So, there's a spirit of truth, is that right? But there's also a spirit of? Beloved, believe not. Beloved, be not passive. Beloved, be, be not empty head. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but do what? To see whether they are of Yah. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. How to start your heart being sound. Wouldn't y'all like to know that? Oh, y'all sure y'all want to know that? How to start your heart from being sound. Anybody want to know? Y'all sure? Let my heart be sound in your statutes. That I be not a sinner. In other words, know what is prescribed. Know what the law says so you can take proper action. That's what it means. See, if you already know what the law says, if you already know what the what the statutes say, see, you can perform it. But if you're stupid and dumb and ignorant, what are you gonna draw from? Hey, I'm sorry, folks, but uh, <clears throat> when they were in the wilderness, they didn't have Bibles in their hands. We got Bibles in our hands; we're worse off than them. Back then, they had to 100% totally depend on the priest to tell them what to believe. Today, he says, he can't say them and know Yahweh, but they all shall know me from the least to the greatest. So you got to hide his word in your heart so that you don't sin against it. Hallelujah. Let's get back to this temptation stuff for a minute. Listen, I'm going to say this again. Each one of us have different areas we're tempted in. Do you know yours? Temptation is when you are tempted to act out of the natural or natural nature of the natural man or woman. The temptation is when you are tempted to act out the nature of the natural man or woman. James says, let no man say that when I'm tempted, I'm tempted to y'all, for y'all cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt ye any man. If you are doing evil or thinking evil or are agitated, it's not God that's leading you. He's not the one that's doing all that. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. See, that's how Satan does it. He gets you to focus on what you used to love so much. He entices you in the same old area. That's why I asked you, do you know yours? Entice, or lure, beguile, trick, or deceive. Then, when lust have conceived, it bring forth what? And sin, when it is finished, bring forth what? Do not err, my beloved brother. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above what? Something. Just a few things. Everybody else hard but Daryl. All things. And it is desperately who can know it? The one who told you that is deceived. Hallelujah. Hope we learn something. 
You see, we're sitting up here, and we don't been through a lot in this dead field. And I can tell you this, the majority of every single thing that has gone on in this dead season has all happened from people who don't live on communities or in a home fellowship. Yeah, 99.9% .9 of it. You know the reason why? Too much liberty to gather abroad. No accountability. See, the most I knew what he was doing, he says, that he wanted us to be together. Hear that? Did you hear? I didn't say all of it. I said 99% of it. Or I should say 96%. That would be fair. Even a tenth of a percent too much. You understand what I mean? See, we got to stay on the cutting edge. Got to be sober minded. You got to start using the mind of Yah that He gave you. So if you don't, the enemy's going to keep on. He's going to keep on and keep on, keep on, keep it on, keep it on. Just had a sister. Not important who it is. Matter. Committed adultery with her first cousin. First cousin. Husband want to kill the man. But you know what the husband didn't do? Pay attention to what the leader had already told him to do. Before all this happened. Y'all hear that? Now he's divorcing and rightfully so. And she's already trying to seek what can she do to be restored. Boy, you got a long ass way to go. Isn't that amazing? So who'd ever thought that being in a ministry like this that, that Satan would get somebody so easy? You know what I mean? The book says, don't you ever be too sure of yourself lest you fall. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in our sight. O Yahweh, my strength, my redeemer. Hallelujah. You just mentioned a magnificent and beautiful and precious and strong and victorious and mighty overcoming name of our soon coming King, Yahshua, on the Jesus Christ. Shabbat shalom. Anytime.